0: everybody. What is going on? Welcome back once again to a brand new episode of Sweeten Up. I am your host, Jeff Spencer, coming at you from my podcast studio located in the heart of Newtown, Connecticut. Thank you so much for taking some time to join me today. We greatly appreciate it here on the podcast. As always, if you like what you hear on the podcast today, please be sure to subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts so that you never miss a future episode. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Sweeten Up Podcast. Also, if you have a suggestion for the show, want to write into the show, or would like to be a guest on the show down the road, please reach out to us at sweetenuppodcast at gmail.com. With that being said, my guest on the podcast today was the great and powerful Gary Fiveboys. Gary Crone, better known as Gary Fiveboys, is the former bar manager at Tribeca Grill, a 20-year industry veteran selling to some of the top restaurants and lounges in New York City. He has traveled to Napa, Amsterdam, and Mexico to visit wineries and distilleries to gain first-hand production knowledge. He is the owner of TheAmpBar.com, a master of mixology, and you can find him now bartending at Barnwood Grill and Aquila's Nest Vineyard in Newtown, Connecticut. We had a great conversation, diving into Gary's background as a bar manager, his work in the industry, what he's seen go down within the industry in regards to COVID-19, his personal experiences, how he started theampbar.com, and so much more. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here he is, my friend, the man, the myth, the legend, Gary Five Boys. Joining me on the podcast today, live in the sweetened Up Studios, I am super pumped because sitting across from me is the man, the myth, the legend, the founder of Ampar.com. You have probably seen him around Newtown, either at Barnwood Grill or the new vineyard, Aguila's Nest, the great and powerful Gary Five Boys. Gary, thank you so much for joining me in the studio today, and how are you doing, my uh, friend? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. It's quite an honor. <laughs> of course. Of course. Thank you for coming by. Um, you know, I've mentioned to you in the last few podcasts, you know, <laughs> I love everything that, um, that you do. And, and you're, you're one of my favorite, if not my favorite bartenders, Every anytime you make a drink for me, it's tremendous. So Thanks. it's good to come and, you know, enjoy each other's company, especially with a crazy time like this. So, you know, one place I like to start is with everything that's going on with COVID-19, how are you doing? How's your family, your friends and what's going on?
1: Yeah, luckily, um, knock on wood, we've been, uh, all healthy. Uh, we, I have a son that's a football player at the high school, so, you know, they had a little, uh, scare there, so he had a quarantine for two weeks. Other than that, um, it's been status quo, yeah, luckily, luckily, like, my whole family, my extended family, my siblings, everybody, um, as far as I know, everybody's been 100%, so.
0: Cool, that's good, yeah, Yeah. I feel like with, with sports, that's just bound to happen, but, you know, those, those young men, those, those strong men, they'll, they'll get through it. (laughs) Yeah, right, exactly. (laughs) And he was, he was... He was hardly
1: exposed at all. So gotcha. it was it was a somebody that had something to do with the football team, but really nothing to do with him. But yeah, gotcha. out of an abundance of caution, they just
0: stayed right. Home, it you know. happens. Yeah. No, I get it. Well, listen, Gary. Um, you know, like I was saying, we love you so much in this community <laughs> in Newtown. Um, you know, I don't know one person who doesn't know who Gary Five Boys is. <laughs> uh, you know, we love you and you're great and you you do a great job for us. Uh, whether you're making drinks or you're just out there hanging with us as part of the community. I would really like to ask and and find out, you know, where, where did this passion of, you know, I know you work for a distributor in New York city, you know, you're a rep there. Where did this passion for spirits and, you know, being a bartender and mixology and that kind of stuff, where did that kind of all start from? Is it something that you were really passionate about for a while or is it a new thing or what could you say about that?
1: Well, um, a lot of it stemmed from my dad was always entertaining. My, my father loved to have people, my parents had people over all the time. My father's always the guy making sure you had a drink, this, that, the other thing. My grandmother actually owned a couple bars in Bridgeport going, going back a long time ago. So maybe it's in my blood a little bit. But uh, I started bartending when I was uh, in college. I did parties and stuff. And then right out of college, I was getting my master's and I was working at Blockbuster. And I had a buddy who, uh, who was working at a restaurant. And, and he, he was like, you should bartend. We need a bartender. <laughs> and it, you know it's night and day, right? It's a totally different. Uh, right. I got behind the bar. It was a great restaurant called Spazi's. It Used to be in in um, the Brick Walk in Fairfield, real high end trattoria. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard of that place. Yeah, it was it was great. And I bartended there a summer. Uh, they had thirteen shifts. I did twelve of them. Uh, the only night I didn't work was Saturday night. I did um, service bar, but I I and and the, I was the bartender lunch um, six days a week and uh, Sunday night. And dinner six five nights a week I think it was something, something crazy gotcha. like that and eventually I learned my craft but you know I bartended at a bunch of different places and I really always could just a bartender you know wasn't going anything crazy but I worked for this guy in um, in Hoboken uh, Michael Waterhouse who uh, was kind of like my rabbi for a little while there in the business gotcha and I worked for him in Hoboken and he was the first guy that was like make sure the labels are facing the ba-. we're talking about you know aesthetically pleasing make sure the labels are facing the right way don't do this like that. Why are you doing this? Like, you know, he like showed me really how to bartend well. Um, he was a bartender that ended up being an owner of a place and, and he hired me and he was also the beverage director for the Marriott group, which is Tribeca grill and Nobu and a bunch of great restaurants. You know, Robert De Niro is one of the, Drew uh, Nipurin is the restaurateur and Robert De Niro was the big investor that everybody knows at Tribeca grill. Michael brought me to Tribeca Grill to be the bar manager there, and that was you know my start in everything. Yeah, you know, I was That's awesome. managing a bar in Manhattan, so <laughs> I met a million people in the liquor business. They stole me out of the out of the bar and put me uh, out as a... I was working at, working as a sales rep, which I've been doing for twenty years now, which is great. But a few years ago, I. Saw, you know, that Barnwood Grill was looking for a bartender and I'm like, you know, I could see if I could go back and grip my chops back and it's worked out pretty good.
0: Yeah. No, I'd say we we because, you know, we love you here and you've gained so many more fans of of Gary Five Boys. And what is something that uh you really love about what you do as a as a rep in New York City? I mean, you're doing that for such a long time. Um, you know, what is it that you like so much about it? And um, you know, what are your some favorite things about what you do with that job? Well, I love uh the fact that I'm, you know, well, before
1: covid you know i'm visiting 30 restaurants a week uh on average and uh every every day something new and there's always sales in general is always a challenge you know you get 10 people say no to you and then you get the 1% that says yes and you're like yeah <laughs> but it's like being a, a a liquor wine and spirit salesperson in manhattan in some of the best restaurants in the world and the coolest clubs and best concepts you know cuz manhattan's where everything happens it's been great you know I've gotten to go to incredible dinners which I would have never gotten to do, you know, drink like the most expensive and not that that's always the the best, but you know, I've drank the best things available, champ, best champagnes, the best cognacs, the best scotches, the best bourbons. Um I've experienced great traveled all over the world with it. So it's been really big. and it's provided a great living for my family, you know. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I I love the fact that I'm always dealing with uh, weight staff, so I'm even though I like stopped bartending for that for the period i wasn't bartending at all i was always involved with bartenders with waiters with um you know management and and like doing things like training training people teaching them about different spirits and wines and things like that so it's always it's always been it's something new all all the time so it's kind of fun
0: that's cool so you're going to new york city kind of here and there um
1: now yeah yeah yeah. before it was like probably four days a week in the city and then uh our offices are in Queens and there's always meetings on Fridays. So it was like Monday through Thursday in the city, someplace different every day, which was a blast. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I understand that most people probably have a grasp on how COVID-19 has affected certain businesses, restaurants, bars, you name it. Kind of like in your eyes and what you see, considering you're kind of right on the ground floor there um, with all those businesses and things like that. You know, what are you seeing that are some big issues that COVID-19 is causing, you know, besides obviously places going out of business and struggling to stay afloat, but what are just some things that you're seeing that are affecting the, uh, the industry, the things that you mentioned about people, not just not having enough money. I mean, when you talk about New York
1: being at 25% indoors, when you, you have a 200 seat restaurant that you're used to turning that twice a night and you could only do, you know, 75 covers or something like that it's it's a lot and this this city has done a lot you know they raised um the minimum wage for tipped employees uh and that's really a hardship on a lot of restaurants that was you know part of the deal like when i was res- was working at restaurants in the cities you got crap pay right you got i think i got 350 an hour you know for bartending and you
0: and you you live for the tips yeah but Yeah, who cares because exactly. you're
1: making you know you're really making 25 dollars an hour or <laughs> yeah. whatever it is you yeah. Know? But I think that's been a hardship on on a lot of restaurants. Um, You know, unionization. There's a lot of expense when you put this pandemic in place. It's just it's crushed things. But I will say the things that I've seen in the city since I've been going back uh, are the ingenuity of a lot of places. The things that they've put outside on the street, the structures, the way they've done their outside seating. Every place there's different. All it's not just you know tables in the street. New Yorkers are like, cool, right? So they have to have, like, I've seen, like, tiki bars in the street. I've seen Irish pubs in the street. Little mini Irish pubs that they've built <laughs> with dividers so cool. and everything. That's right. yeah, yeah. awesome. So I think, you know, it's going to take a long time. But New Yorkers, or in general, I think all of us, not just New Yorkers, I shouldn't say that. But I think restaurants are only the strong survive anyway. Right. And I think the people that come out of this are really going to be the people who you're going to see forge new things in the restaurant business.
0: Right. And I appreciate your insight on that because, you know, um, you, like I said, you're right on the ground, you're going there, you're in the city, you're, you're experiencing all this. So I appreciate, um, I appreciate your insight. And what I want to do now is sort of transition a little bit to the ant sure. which is super cool. And in fact, I've known you for a little bit now because I would go to Barnwood, but I actually didn't know about the ant bar until probably this year or, 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 or last year. Is it new? It's well, the website's just a, a thing of COVID came out of gotcha. this. Gotcha, okay, cool. So the Amp Bar, I'll tell you the story here. Yeah. This is breaking news I'm <laughs> Sweeten Up, because people always ask me why. What. And ladies and gentlemen, theampbar.com. I mean, come on, head on Thank over you. there, let's be honest. Yeah, check it out, because there's some
1: fun <laughs> stuff there. So. There is, there is. When we moved into our house, we live like kind of in the middle of town. When we first moved into our house, we have this three-season room, uh, you know, like not heated, but a little, and we, I put a bar in there right away, of course, because <laughs>
0: You know, love
1: it. I have to have that <laughs> love it, and uh, you know, our kids were little we had three we was only, I was only Gary three boys back then, and uh, you know, my wife would go put the kids to sleep or whatever, and I'd be doing whatever, and she'd say, "I'll meet you over there for drinks uh, in that in that room. that's where we all have drinks, but we always noticed that there's always ants, these big black ants were infesting, and we bought <laughs> raid, we bought the little uh hotel you know ant traps we put it up, we could not get rid of them. right. And so we finally had to get a, a exterminator come in, right? The right. best name I've ever heard for exterminator, the guy was called the killmaster. <laughs> and he looked like the killmaster when he came in, like you know, that's don't look too close in his right. back of his van, but right. right. Um, but no more ants after the killmaster left. But the name stuck. Wow. And a few years ago, you could still tag, like you could still create places on Facebook, which I don't think you can anymore. I'm- yeah, that that's that it that is weird. It kind of yeah. like,
0: seems like it went away a little bit. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I, I created the ant bar. Uh, <laughs> whenever I was drinking at home, I would put the ant bar. Right, so people would say to me, "Where's the ant bar?" It's a oh, super secret. Yeah, because I would comment, and be like, "What are the hours?" We're yeah, <laughs> open all night. Uh, we follow no rules. When I started the website, that's we 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 said, "Let's do the the ant bar." Uh, Jay Bird, if I could throw out a plug, Jay Bird Web Design did my uh, website. It's uh, Michael and and Jen Stoltz. They're local. Love it. They're great great and, website um, i love
0: the logo too the and logo, the logo is super so unique
1: ben uh my partner bartender at, at barnwood is a great graphic artist and he made the logo for wow so, i love
0: yeah, it nice. i love it it's super cool and for those listening right now we're actually drinking an old-fashioned because uh the amp bar is a, a mobile bar and they will come to you for events or anything um yeah. anything that you need and this is this is really tasty thank this is this really is,
1: this is i made a, a simple syrup with mold uh spices mulling spices so Ooh. it's mold simple syrup for the uh, old-fashioned and the ampar you're right it comes see you have a candle going already but i actually brought you something oh and this is an amp bar oh
0: amp oh bar my candle.
1: gosh so oh this thank is, you this Boy. is uh We bring the amp bar, we bring the amp bar to you. Like I said, um, that candle
0: was a little intense anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We, uh, so yeah, I love, I do a lot of private parties. If you have a particular thing that you want, like old fashions, or if there's a margarita that you like or something and you get me the ingredients, I can bottle them like this for you. Like, you know,
0: yeah. So these bottles are really cool that you got here.
1: Yeah. It's really simple. I bought a capper. So we started doing this, um, to-go cocktails at barnwood when they said we could do to-go cocktails i went out and i got the a capper and i got the bottles i just thought it was a nice nicer presentation it's really nice and this candle yeah absolutely beautiful that's what we imagined so roost candles was the um candle company that made it for me they're also Newtown. but um we were sitting around talking we were like well what do you picture like for my ant bar like if i had Scent. one <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and it's you know leather and <laughs> bourbon and cigar smoke and maybe somebody brought a pipe uh, for tobacco i mean
0: and uh so all those so that's that's
1: the ant bar i love
0: uh, it that's the ant bar i remember. love it that's super cool that's yeah. really really cool man i i feel like the ant bar is gonna have to be an actual physical place someday <laughs> maybe maybe you never know you never know you never know so listen, like we were saying before, the first place that I came across you was Barnwood Grill. I remember right. vividly because you made um, some of the best drinks I had. There were a couple of times where I was going there on my birthday uh, just so that you could bartend and and just so I could have a, a really great drink on my birthday. So how did you kind of come to um, to to work with Barnwood and how much do you love working at Barnwood and being part of the... The Newtown community, meeting so many people in the in the community here that love you and everything like that. Oh, thanks. The great um so I was working out um at Club Twenty
1: Four uh before it burned down. Oh about yeah five years right, ago. Right, right, right. So like <laughs> yeah, five, six years ago. And they there was a thing on the door that said bartender wanted Barnwood Grill. And I live half a mile from Barnwood, so Oh, that's awesome. I said, me too, almost. Yeah.
0: You're,
1: <laughs> you're a little further. It's a little further. Is, yeah. You're three quarters. Yeah. It's, uh, so I, I'm like, you know what I said to my wife, you know, shits and giggles. I'm going to go and, um, uh, and, 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 see if they, you know, and I'm sure like a 45 year old or 47 year old guy was probably not what they were expected to get at the gym, but, uh, <laughs> they got me. And I, I think like, you know, the first, one of the things I love about bartending in town through, mostly through the kids, right? Uh, I know so many people in town now, right? From coaching, you know, I've coached basketball, I've coached football. My kids all played, well, some of my kids played football through, through the years. I've just been involved with so many different things. I taught uh, CCD at St. Rose and, you know. Oh, cool. So I know all these people. And when I was like auditioning at, at Barnwood, the first night I worked there, I told everybody that I was going to be there. And it was this crazy busy night, and I think everybody that I told that came, probably about 40 people, all stopped and said, I heard Gary's working here. Is Gary here? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. Thanks. <laughs> that's awesome. And uh, so they decided to keep me, which was nice. And um, I think the one thing I really love about Barnwood is I've really been able to bring a lot of influence, and they've. Ran with a lot of stuff that. Yeah, I've, done. I've noticed that.
0: I've noticed that. You There's know? a really cool collaboration going on yeah. there. A really like Ben, cool. the
1: other bartender, is an amazing bartender. Like, yes. wait wait. When it comes to making drinks, I think you know he remembers things way better than I do. He is great at, uh, putting cocktails together and, you know, it's great to have somebody else that I would almost say is better at making the drinks than I am.
0: (laughs) He Um, is great. I'd be remiss to say that Ben is tremendous. Yeah.
1: And, um, you know, when I got there, like all the drinks were kind of like riffs on, on Cosmos and, you know, crazy wacky names that were whatever. And, um, slowly I was like, yeah, you know, you don't have to shake that Manhattan please i'm begging you to stop shaking that manhattan right um we you could stir that you know (laughs) right um, right stir it (laughs) and you know this is how you do this and little things that i've garnered over the years both from bartending and working for good people and from being in the city and seeing like work i mean i one of my customers was pegu club it's like one of the most influential cocktail lounges ever and i sitting down and having a drink in a place like that uh is an education you know so I kind of bring as much as I can of that stuff that I learned from other places into Barnwood, and they roll with it. And Ben loves rolling with it. And and the owners of Barnwood have been very good about you know supporting if I do stuff. You know, I think the COVID thing too uh, when we really had to pivot and start doing so much of the takeout, it, it was another thing that you know they they put a little bit of faith in me because I came in and I made the to go cocktails for them, and Be I put it on. Uh, yeah, and you know, I put it all on social media. We worked with Eileen and, and, and Newtown Eats, which was great. She's and, amazing. She's amazing. She really, she probably saved a lot of restaurant businesses here. In so town. I get I mean, that a
0: lot. So a lot of people will say to me, Jeff, she she saved my business. Yeah. And like I was saying to you, she actually was here yesterday. And yeah, she's super great. And, and she's super humble and great about it and just loves to help the community. So Yeah. yeah.
1: We did. And we did that town-wide um, happy hour thing that I kind of, I threw together. Yeah. And uh, which was great because she supported it a lot. Yeah, the restaurant said, "Yeah, sure, (laughs) we'll give it a try." And uh, the New Golds—I know you had them on. They, you know, the Foundry participated, the Wine Bar participated. Sharky did a great one at at my place. Um, You know, we had a good um, group of people that turned out. We have a great town, and I would love to do that. Like, I would love to repeat that somehow every year. Like, do a a Newtown townwide happy hour day. You know. Uh, I think a lot of people like that. I know our line was around out to Caroluzzi's that night of cars doing pickups. So
0: let's That's do great. it. I'm. In fact, I'll call Daniel Rosenthal tomorrow and we'll get the we'll get the approval. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be a town-wide, uh, and town one wide uh Dan day. You know, he did have a cocktail that day. And, uh, he did. That's well, awesome. I,
1: I don't know. He did pick up some appetizers, I'll say that. I don't know if yeah, I don't want to go too far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the new goals you had on it, I was so happy to hear cause I bartended at um the inn for a little while. No way. Yeah, yeah, years no and years ago. No way. And I'm glad that the bar is gonna stay the same it's, there.
0: So I went in there, it's the same, and they just made it just pop yeah i can't wait to see yeah i'm so excited for them they were great
1: through this whole thing i mean they you follow people on facebook on social media and you try to see what other people are doing and
0: i think that you know they were great and i and i'm so glad that they're doing well so am i hearing an ant bar guest bartending night at, at uh marigold's on maine <laughs> maybe could be <laughs> oh my god i would be honored yeah yeah that's awesome yeah. that's super super awesome you're also uh, right now, and we'll we'll get back to some of the other things that you're doing because you're all over the place, yeah, and we I'm and, doing we, a and, lot we, right and we love it, and it, it's great. It's always good to stay busy. You can you can never go wrong with staying too busy. You know, I know that a new vineyard popped up, yep. And I was so happy when I saw I me. Mean, it was a month ago or something like that when I saw that Gary Five Boys was going to be over at Aquila's Nest. So that if you want to get a little Gary in your life, you can go over there if he's not somewhere else. So yeah. how did that come to be? Uh, hooking up with Neviana and the Vineyard.
1: Well, I you know I saw obviously on Facebook she's great on social media, and we were talking about that before.
0: Yep. I saw that they you were open, they were
1: opening, and I sent her a message on Facebook saying, you know, are you going to be looking for people to help you in the um, in the tasting room? And I thought, you know, um, humbly maybe that I could help a little bit, um, that I could bring some wine knowledge to the place and some, and, and that I would help drive locals to let the, the word out. And um, she was like, yeah, that would be great. So um, I can't be there a lot because I'm still at Barnwood on the weekends, but I'm there, you know, Saturdays and Sundays during the day. And, and once in a while I'll do, a, if I get some time, I'll go there at night and on a Thursday or on a Sunday or something to help out. And uh, it's been great. They're the nicest people ever you know oh her, yeah her and her husband oh amazing um people have loved the wine bar i mean it's it's a little bit slowed down now because of the weather but i think those nice weekends that we had we had like a thousand people a day walking through oh yeah and um it's just nice it's nice and easy to be just pouring wine and talking to people about wine because i love wine i mean i i know cocktails uh, people know me for, more for cocktails but um i do love wine i've been selling wine for like 20 years and do you have a favorite a favorite wine yeah it's gonna be weird but i love um german like uh german whites you know or alsatian whites uh rieslings and, and Gewurztraminers, stuff like that gotcha. i mean i love i love having a steak in a big huge california cab or you know something. i like love that. reds i'm a red guy myself yeah, yeah. i mean i love i love berg for a while i was selling these great great burgundies that uh and I, and I love champagne. <laughs>
0: yeah. I sell, I. Who doesn't? My day job, I represent
1: like the greatest champagne portfolio in the world. So I sell Dom Perignon, I sell Krug, I oh. sell Runart, I sell uh, Moet Chandon and Veuve Clicquot. And I end up drinking a lot of champagne. It's an occupational <laughs> hazard and uh, things could be worse. What's your favorite drink to make? Uh, margarita. Why is that? Uh, my wife loves margaritas and uh, I love making them for her. And I just, I love margaritas. I love Mexico. I love tequila. I I know I'm more of a, I drink brown spirits more. I'm usually just a Manhattan guy, because that's enough for me. Um, That's my favorite. Or just a little bourbon, <laughs> bourbon
0: in a glass, actually, is good. Uh, but um, yeah, we got this uh, Stillhouse Black Bourbon over yeah, here that I uh, I have uh, mellowed on coffee beans. That nice. we're gonna some try ice. that, yeah, Ooh-hoo-hoo. for sure. <laughs> I can't wait. Um,
1: we just got that in, like I say, and we just got that into Barnwood. But I haven't, I haven't cracked it open and tasted it
0: yet. Yeah, people are demanding it. Yeah, it's it's hot right now. But I do love wine, and it's
1: it it led to a good little. Um, little side gig with with neviana and, and akila's nest
0: it's it's been great so your dad and I see all my friends they're like yes! all, all these
1: people are coming in and they're like yeah yes! you know through their masks
0: yes yes i it was so nice to see you i was over there with my editor and writer nick passecretta and, and we we love seeing you and it's always good to see you You always brighten up my day <laughs> I'm touched. I'm choking. So touched, I made him choke. Yeah. Look at that, folks. Oh, you brought a the tear sweet to my of, eye. Yeah. I'm literally making Gary Five Boys cry. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Gary Five Boys. Yeah. So the name obviously gary's your, your your real name but yep. the five boys so was that just kind of like a funny joke or wh- well, where, have, how did that come to I be i have
1: five boys so, so you just <laughs>
0: that, that was it it was like huh gotcha um
1: <laughs> yeah i you know i don't know why like, <laughs> gary crone is so boring to me okay so <laughs> that just, so your last name is crone that's my last okay, name okay okay, it's just uh five
0: boys pops a little bit more
1: i guess it does and if you're you know I'm trying to be a little bit more fun than Gary Crone.
0: <laughs> because people will say like, oh like the the Five Boys guy. And yeah. I'm like, Yeah, Five Boys. And I love how um when I first added you on Facebook, I remember I saw Gary Five Boys and I went, Five Boys? and then i looked right below and you're just like i have five boys hence the get last name yeah. and i just i'm like yo this is a guy who i like i like him <laughs> already so i got to i got to be friends with him and yeah. and and then it, you know get you on the podcast and the boys uh, keep
1: me busy that's for sure
0: yeah so we were talking about the, uh, that before so what are the age ranges again
1: 22 20 17 14 and 10 wow all and over the place yeah all over the place and it's great because i have a 10 year old that's still like you know, wants to show me goofy videos on YouTube. And I have a 22 year old that loves to come into Barnwood and asks me to make him a Manhattan. <laughs> so that's also very fun. That's know? great. That's great. Yeah.
0: So obviously as a bartender, you must really love to interact with people. Um, that, you know, I would assume because that's a job where, you know, you're constantly yeah. interacting with people. You're constantly, you know, I, I feel like a good drink and an awesome bartender can literally make someone's day, can make someone's night. Yeah. Um, it's, it, I think that, that part of it's really important and that's something that you have unlocked. So what could you say about, about that? Well, I have met a lot of bartenders over the
1: years that don't like people. <laughs> they're awful. Um, but they are <laughs> out there. They're usually good bartenders, but gotcha. they're good at making drinks, but they're awful at, uh, the other part, the way I look at it is like this, especially right, like right now in Newtown, there's so many great places that you can go. And there's a lot of places you get a good cocktail. I mean, there's, you know, Marketplace is right in the, almost in the same parking lot as us, you know. Yeah, um, uh, Lucas Local, oh, yeah, uh, I've had a, yeah, you know, farmhouse, I mean, the the wine bar, foundry, figs. We got, um, you know, an embarrassment of riches in Newtown, and you know, there's good bartenders all. and I know I'm leaving people out, and I apologize, but uh, um, it's hard. I mean, there's so many, yeah. it's hard. We it's only really have an hard. hour, it's uh, <laughs> uh, and you know, so. You can go anywhere and get a great drink, right? I think that what I've brought to any any place that I've worked at is I try to look at the restaurant business as entertainment because really you could have you could make yourself a drink at home, you could cook yourself a steak at home, but there's just something about the experience. And restaurant is like theater. I always thought it was like theater. You know, it's like um, you know, you're watching everything that's going on. People will sit a lot of times we'll sit at the end of the bar at Barnwood where I'm working service bar and Ben's working next to me and we're going back and forth and I'm waiting on a few people and I'm yelling at waitresses and I'm making fun of everybody and, you know singing into the soda gun like as a microphone and whatever and people say we love to just sit and watch everything going on because it's so much fun like you know you're yelling at everybody for not getting rid of their drinks or throwing out their tickets and and at the same time you're like laughing and making drinks for like four people i really like uh I,
0: that that part of it it's the entertainment part to me yeah it's really important yeah no exactly I and mean, then you know before what you were saying about how we're you know newtown is an embarrassment of riches um, I completely agree with that. And, you know, how cool is it how all the businesses in town are kind of like a family? Like we were just talking before about how, you know, a lot of the people I've had on so far in the podcast that are in Newtown, they're always bringing up another business or another person in town, or we're always just supporting one another. I mean, what could you say about how great that is and how that helps the community so much?
1: I, I think that, um, you know, especially, okay, with all the stuff going on with COVID and when we when we were first just doing takeout only. Um, I think restaurants like worked, we tried to support each other the best we could. I think that the community in Newtown, the restaurant community, a rising tide raises all boats, something like that. Right. A rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah. The better we all do, the better we will all do. So if you have five great restaurants in town, more people are going to come. It doesn't have to be, you know, screw those guys. We got to get people over here. We can get everybody to come from, you know, maybe it's the heck with the people on, uh, Mill Plain Road. Let's yeah. Let's just... Heck with them. I mean, yeah. no offense to Danbury, but let's get people to come into Newtown instead. Right. I think I was one of the first people to go to Lucas Local at night when everybody else was gone. Like, and, and I... I left my shift at barnwood when i finished my shift one night, and i like oh there's people in there well it was like vince and you know the three people that worked there yeah. and, and i'm like are you guys over for a drink and he's like yeah come on this before i even knew him yeah we'll have a drink whatever you could come out and have a drink and a quick drink and you know got to be friends with him like then right then and there and like you know the guys at new Salem and and um my place that's I, i'm great friends with them I, that's the place where restaurant people go for a drink you know my place was the place that was opened before all this
0: yeah, I had a great chat with Vince from Lucas Local. Yeah, that was, I heard great. It was great. And and yeah, and um, I uh, I sent him a picture of, of you being here. Yeah, just so you that supposed he could to call in. Just so yeah, say, yeah where, where are you, yeah. Vince? Now, no. no. <laughs> but um, but no, it, it, it's it's funny because you know this connection that you guys all share, that everyone that I've had on this connection of just like passion and love for what you do and um, drive and energy. It's like super inspiring. And I love having people such as yourself on this podcast because I get inspired and it helps me learn and it helps the listeners get inspired and learn and realize that, you know, there's so much out there, there's so much potential that you can be grabbing onto. So having people like yourself in here is super cool. And you know, with everything that you've done and staying really busy and, and everything like that and the Amp Bar and Marketplace and, you know, Aquila's Barnwood. Nest and, and, um oh sorry, that's right, that's Barnwood. Good... I always see, like I'm saying, we yeah. have so many great places yeah. here, I no, always well, get, so, I always yeah, get super so confused. Close. Barnwood and Aquila's Nest and, you know, being a rep in the city, all that drive, all that energy, all that stuff you do. like how, how much do you really love just, I mean, obviously you love what you do, but what can you say for people out there who really maybe you're just trying to find something and stick to it? What could you say about that?
1: I think um, find something and stick to it is, is, is hard too, right? But I think you need to look around a lot. And if you could do things that you enjoy, they, they always say, right, if you do things that you enjoy, yeah, right? never work a day in your yeah, life. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. It's hard work. But if you find like, that you enjoy something, work really hard at it. It, it sometimes it sucks and i i mean if you probably had the new goals back on you could talk to him about being a chef and how how bad it is at the beginning but if you love to cook it's the same thing like i mean i was lucky i never had to really start like i started as a service bartender but i never started like as a bar back or, or as a as a bus boy like i've always been in the in the restaurant business one way or another and i've done a lot but a lot of people that I know, like when I was at Tribeca Grill, they started out as the barback, and it was like the grunt work, you know? And then you, you're you brought in and you do service bar. And then a little while later, you get like a Monday night shift on your own. And it's a long time before you're, you know, doing Fridays and Saturdays and that you're the guy and you're the bartender. But if you really like something, then all the BS and all the hard work should be worth it. Whether you're an athlete, whether you're a scholar, whether you're a, a bartender, a chef you know, whatever it is, if you really like it, it'll be worth all the crap that you have to go through to get to a place where you don't have to go through any crap anymore. (laughs) You know, I still work hard every, I mean, I'm 50, almost 52. And I've bartended in, you know, like one of the most iconic restaurants in Manhattan. And I've bartended in little Irish pubs and I've bartended in nightclubs, and I'm bartending in a nice restaurant now, but I still have to like, you know, it's all fun. Everybody sees me having fun, making drinks, but I still have to go grab wine and stock wine and clean things at the end of the night, take really right dirty places and stuff. But if you really love something, you go through all that stuff.
0: Right. That's awesome. I appreciate your perspective on that because, Thanks. you know, I come to find that, you know, people growing up, they tend to, ha- tend to have a hard time figuring out what they want to do, but sticking to it, having it be something that they like to do and working really hard at it. And I see that that's very evident with you you're doing something, you love to do it, it's evident and you're crushing it. And I feel like more people need to have that spirit. So I love love that perspective, so thank you. And one other thing that's really interesting is when you were doing the mold wine and the chocolate wine for yeah. Aquila's nest, what goes into to doing something like that? And I love mold wine, but chocolate wine, I'm not very familiar with. So, what did you have to do well, to to make that happen? So, Erica
1: uh, at Castle Hill Chocolates. shout
0: out to Erica. Yeah, of course. she um, she provided some chocolates today, she and did. she gave me this
1: hat. Like she's the best. Oh my god, beautiful hat! You got to say that for the summer if on know. the boat because it's yes, white. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> it
0: after Labor Day. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. I told her i wanted to do some kind of a mixture of chocolate uh hot chocolate and wine and she said it would never work and she is very smart when it comes to chemicals and chem- you know cooking the chocolate and everything but i'm a bartender i work in <laughs> alchemy it's not the same thing don't mess I'm with put the five things boys. together that you're never gonna think of and you're gonna be like wow really avocado and wow that's really good together i gonna blow of. your
0: mind So
1: I am using her delicious chocolate uh, mix, the hot chocolate mix. You know, I just boil a little wine. I put a little of that in there. There's a couple other little secret steps to it. And uh, it came out really tasty. It's like hot chocolate wine. And uh, we're going to be doing that in the future at Aquila's Nest over the winter. And the mulled wine is just really simple. You just get all the mulling spices. You could buy them prepackaged or, you know, you could put it together yourself. I usually buy a package of mulling spices and then I add a couple different things, a little bit of honey and and some cinnamon and things like that. And um, people have been really liking it when it's cold and you're sitting around the fire pit at Aquila's Nest and you have a hot, you know, mulled wine, it's made with their Merlot it's, it's a good day. You're sitting out there <laughs> it's on a good Sunday day. afternoon at like one o'clock and it's cold and the fire's going. Yeah. It's I couldn't agree more.
0: I couldn't agree more. I think that would be the first thing that would come to my head, man, it's a good day. I'm drinking some mold wine. Yeah. With Gary five boys. Yeah. That's awesome. Let people know, because I understand that the ampbar.com if you want a cocktail, you know, made and, and, and buy it and pick it up or whatever, whatever it is. Um, explain to people how that can happen if, if they want to do that, because I think it was something really cool is that, you know, COVID-19 and you can't that maybe you don't feel comfortable seeing your favorite bartender, Gary Fiveboys but Gary can make one of your favorite cocktails or a cocktail that he's working on. Or I know that you were doing this amazing sangria. Um, I didn't get to have it yet, but I just looking at it and, and seeing the description of it, I'm like, Oh my gosh. So explain to people how you can hook that up for them if, if, uh, if they want to.
1: Yeah. So it's just private bartending. Um, and I could, I could come to your house and, and, and bartend, uh, you know, I could help you pick things out for a party. You know, if you need, if you're not sure what, what spirits to get. And then if you don't want to have somebody in your house with like a lot of people don't right now, I can, you can get your booze. And I could take it and I'll put it all, all the cocktails together for you. in these bottles like I have now, yep. or I have Mason jars or I have big pitchers, <laughs> you know, if you want to do like, uh, like the sangria, right. uh, somebody wanted the sangria and they brought me all, you know, um, enough for a big, I ended up filling a six liter or three liter rather, uh, dispenser up and, and a couple of extra bottles on the side and they just dispensed out of that and, and, uh, and filled it up with the excess afterwards and. Yeah, it's, I charge you, a, you know, you have to pay for the liquor because I, I can't, like, sell liquor. Gotcha. And then I charge you, like, a little bit of a fee to, to for the labor. But in the end, you end up with, for if you're buying the prepackaged cocktails, you're ending up with a cocktail and a glass, and you don't have to do any work, and you throw the dirty stuff right back to the cooler that I give it in, and and uh and i clean it and i take it away i love it and i've done some really cool stuff with some people they're like this is my favorite tequila and this is my favorite flavor and can you put these together and make something and you know we work on it together and and then i just you know either in your house or at my house and i'll bring it to you like make the cocktails and um i try to do some cool garnishes and package it in kind of a cool way and
0: yeah that's super cool
1: yeah and i've done a lot of private part i've been doing a lot of private parties too where it's i try to make it like you're not just hiring a bartender to come and make drinks so i walk around i'll clean i'll look around i'll, I'll help entertain a little bit as okay I, I i ask people you know it's not just i, I kind of like picture of my father who we went back going back to that yeah uh entertaining at a party or Or like Hugh Hefner walking around when they did Playboy at night, you know, they walk around. So you know, how's everything, you know, boom, boom, boom. And it's, I try to, (laughs) you know, make the party go a little
0: bit smoother. That's awesome. Make the
1: host feel a little bit at more at ease. That's awesome.
0: You know, so with everything that you're doing, Barnwood grill, Aquila's nest, the amp bar being a rep in New York city, what is something that's really hard? What's the hardest part about what you do juggling all that?
1: You know, um, time management is probably the hardest, hardest thing. Like, uh, being there to do the things that my family needs me to do, but then being all over the place at the same time, that's the, that's the hardest part. The, the work itself, I, I like, and I, I prepare and I, I try to do the the best I can. So there's nothing hard about the actual, even the the heavy lifting. I, I don't look at it as hard. The hard part is like, wow, I, I, can't sleep i gotta get up i gotta get you know i gotta get there i have to do all the stuff like go to the dump and do all the saturday morning stuff and then be someplace at ten thirty in the morning and you know and then i'm not gonna be home till ten thirty at night i think it's harder for my wife truthfully she she bears the brunt of it she does the the hard work because she's she's there you know five out of the seven days that i work you know she's there doing everything on our own. So that's
0: probably the hard part. Gotcha. And then on the opposite side of that, what is the best part, the most rewarding part about what you get to do?
1: Well, the most rewarding part uh, is when people come to Barnwood and they say they love the music and it's my playlist. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, that's probably the thing I love the most. Uh, of course, than, super
0: humble. Of yeah, <laughs> course, yeah. has to talk about the playlist. I mean, to me,
1: that's even more important than liking your drink <laughs> if you like my music. That's um, super cool, okay. Uh, because as my wife will tell you, and she's, she will be giving the middle finger to the podcast when she hears this <laughs> i have the best taste in music of anyone you'll ever meet in your life but other than that um you know i love uh i love making a good drink for somebody man i love when somebody says make me something and i say uh all right well throw me something give me a little bit of help because i am gonna make you something that i like and you're not gonna like it because i like bitter and i like you know weird stuff and then like, people be like no make me something with rye or with bourbon or with tequila and i'm like, all right I'm going to go and, and when they taste it and like it, that's really satisfying too. And then with the day job, you know, uh, when somebody said no to you, like 50 times for a sale and you finally get somebody to say yes, that's like, and it could be like, I've sold like one of my customers was the, the tennis U S open, the tennis center, you know, and, and they'll buy 500 cases of champagne in a week it's great you know it's usually but sometimes the guy that said no to you for something for so long and then finally says all right send me a bottle because i need that bottle to be placed because there's quotas and things right and what, that, you know so that 30 dollars bottle that's like that's the feeling that's like <laughs> i finally sold something to somebody i sold it this eskimo and ice cube and that's really satisfying.
0: That's really, really great. A few more questions before sure. we wrap up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's crazy, you know, an hour really flies by on it the, really the Sweet Up podcast. But, you know, what is something that you've, you've learned about this community that you really love so much?
1: You know, I've been in Newtown now for 17 years, and um, there's really a, uh, the sense of community here. And I, I know a lot of people that grew up here and a lot of people that came here after like I did, you know. I grew up in Bridgeport. We lived in, in New Jersey for a little while. But when we moved back to Connecticut, this is where we moved. The community is just really uplifting for a lot of, like a, like a lot of, you you make fast friends here. I don't know a better way to explain it. but no, like, I agree. You know, um, the people are nice and, and people are willing to help you. People are supportive. And, you know, the things that this town has gone through since I've been here, you, you know, it, it's, it really shows the resilience of of the people here. And we're going to get through COVID and you, you, you look at some of the Facebook pages like Eileen's page and, and buy nothing and, and a couple of the other things And people are really willing to help other people. No questions asked. I think it's great. I, I, I like to think that people are like that in general, you yeah. know, but, <laughs> you know, I know they are here. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Well, when you do get some free time, I know you're so super busy, but when you do get free time, what is something you like to do? I mean, I know I saw you and your son we're smoking some cigars uh on thanksgiving hanging yeah. out so what are some things that you like to do when you get free time
1: i do love to uh hang at big buddha uh another Newtown. okay uh, business yeah
0: they've, they've been around for a while huh? yeah
1: yeah that's great um, i'll have
0: to head over there i haven't been yeah, over there I'm, I'm a cigar guy. i love
1: cigars i don't smoke them that often anymore but you know so i like to hang out there i love to hike you know there's like so many trails just right here in newtown there's a ton i mean it's crazy but all around all around this part of connecticut there's a lot of places to hike and i love to take the dogs out for you know i take my dogs with me i have two chihuahuas oh okay cool and uh, <laughs> they like to hike with me so that's, all, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. always fun and uh yeah you know and then i love to listen to music i love to just sit down and have a drink and listen to music i love late night horror movies <laughs> i watch a lot but and uh that's it. I, I, it's, uh, my wife and I love to, uh, love going out to dinner. We don't get to, or to brunch, to dinner. We don't get to do it that much anymore right now, but we do love to go out to eat. Uh, the last time I think we went out, uh, we had brunch at Nouveau Monde, the wine bar. Yes. What a great place. Outstanding. <laughs> it was the food so good. It's like unbelievable.
0: What a great place. And,
1: uh, it, they, they've done and they've done a great job you know so many of the places in town have done a great job adapting through this whole new way of doing
0: those. yeah a lot of people have gotten really creative yeah it's really cool and you know and, and i'm upset that you didn't name yourself gary two chihuahuas yeah I'm up- <laughs> two dogs people say are you native american
1: and i'm like yes and i am i have a little thing. that's way, great way, way back when american? there's there, it's there but that's yeah, great gary five boys
0: that's great well i know you love bourbon is that your favorite spirit bourbon's my favorite spirit what kind of what's your favorite bourbon you know
1: i was always a huge bullet fan yeah me too that's what you were saying yeah (laughs) you were saying before and and i've i've been lucky enough to go down to kentucky twice as guests of bullet and uh bullets named after a real family tom bullet is the guy that brought the brand back what an
0: awesome last name bullet well, it's boule. Like <laughs> okay, <laughs> they, he he
1: said it's probably boule, but that if you said boule uh, in Kentucky, you wouldn't get there of course would not be multiple figures, generations. So, figures, yeah. so they named it Bullet, and uh, they have a great backstory. And he's like, he was a, a medic in Vietnam. He's a, just a marine. He was one wow. of the nicest. He'll pick me out of a crowd. We'll be in an event, and he'll they'll walk across a room to shake my hand and and, and just tell everybody around that i've got five sons he's like do you believe he's got five sons his wife is so great the bullet guy mr bullet yeah and and like he mr bullet <laughs> he doesn't have to know me from a hole in the head but
0: he wow. he does
1: and he like he took a, like we took a liking to each other right away and he always was very kind to me that is awesome <laughs> yeah yeah he's the best he's wow awesome
0: that so is i'm partial cool. to bullet okay you know and i okay. love
1: four roses like uh people that's what chris me, was saying yeah. If people ask me, like, they're like, what's a good everyday bourbon or what should I buy? People are always asking me, what should I buy? What, What should I go? And um, like regular four roses, Evan Williams. Those are the, those are my everyday, uh, Evan Williams and four roses. Interesting. R- those are my everyday make or drink bourbons with four roses, small batch. If you want to get something really nice. And yeah. And like I said, bullet, I love, I love bullet. Uh, you know, they have a 10 year old, they have, uh, yeah, the ten and- rye is great. And I, I was lucky because I sold that for a long time. I don't anymore, but for a long time I sold Diageo products and it was bullet. It was IW Harper, which is a great bourbon Dickel, which is a great Kentucky, uh, Tennessee whiskey and, uh, blade and bow is a great bourbon. I mean, I sold a lot of great
0: stuff. It was fun. That's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. And you know, it's funny cause, uh, Chris from Yankee wine and spirits, he was saying he was just like, you know, cause I said, what's a good bourbon for, you know, Thanksgiving meal, you know, before, after he goes, well, listen, you eat all that Turkey afterwards, you're going to want some bourbon to kind of, you know, get that stomach, get that stomach yeah. right and mellow things out. And he recommended four roses. So that's exactly what I did. And, um, I really, really liked it because I was drinking Woodford and stuff like that. And the Stillhouse stuff is really great. And, you know, one other sleeper that's really good that, um, one that I didn't really take stock into was Buffalo trace. Oh, I was yeah. really impressed with Buffalo trace. Yeah. Um, you know, people think because it's at a good price point that maybe it's not good, but man, is bourbon, it. It really doesn't it's awesome. matter. It's, it's all how it's done. It's I was all... actually
1: drinking drink Buffalo Trace last night. Oh, that's right. Uh, it's awesome. And we're, we get it here, but other places in the country that's like, it sells out like that. Like, it's so funny. There's, there's only a finite amount of it, right? Right. I, I love that bourbon is, there's so many choices now too. And it's made such a big comeback. When I first started Bartending, everything was about vodka and flavored vodka. And then kind of single malt scotches took off for a little bit. And then, you know, some of the small batch, it was like Booker's, Baker's, Woodford, Maker's Mark, Knob Creek, and Basil Hayden's, I think. Those oh, were yeah, like, Basil that, Hayden. Yeah. That was like the, you know, plus the your Rebel Yell and, and, you know, a few of the other ones, right? Now, there's so many brands. It's amazing. I think Mad Men and um, Boardwalk Empire, those two shows really put the focus back on Brown Spirits and bartenders like working bartenders hate working with vodka because you don't have to do a lot to to come up with a different flavor right vodka is not supposed to taste like anything so the snooty um mixologist kind of guys hate working with vodka so they want to work with gin because that's like what everything was made with during prohibition and they want to work with you know whiskey and even more than bourbon they want to work with rye because that's really if you go back to the classics that's what it was Ryan and Jen, were what the classics were.
0: Well listen, Gary, thank you so much, Gary Five boys. I mean, wow, what a great conversation..: What a great, well, for me. I know. What a great chat. I know, right? And um, so what I want you to do right now is take the floor, let people know about the ampbar.com, everything that good that's happening there, when you're over there at Barnwood, when people can see it at Aquila's Nest and, and everything like that, so go right ahead.
1: Well thanks. So my website is www.theampbar.com. And you can find me at The Amp Bar at Instagram and Gary5boys on Facebook. Uh, we do a lot of demoing cocktails and teaching you how to bartend uh, in a fun, kind of silly way uh, on the website. But I'm, you know, I'm available to and do- And you go live sometimes? Sometimes I go live. We've had some fun with that, right? And, uh, you know, I'm available to do parties or, or to consult with you on a party if you don't want a stranger coming into your house to bartend and you want to still have some great drinks. You know, hit me up. We could talk about how to make that happen, and um, I could help you like stock your bar if you're building a bar. I could tell help you like figure out what to put where.
0: Nice, awesome. Well, one thing I like to ask my guests before they leave me, and I'm sure you know, yes. I'm sure you know it's coming.
1: Preparing for this.
0: <laughs> That's what everyone says. Well, the question that I was finishing with that has evolved so much over the years, well, over the months, which is the favorite place to get pizza if you're in New Haven. Favorite place to get pizza, just in general, when you go out to get pizza, whether it's in Newtown or wherever, and maybe just a place you like to go, you know, a restaurant you like to go to and you like to frequent, if you're willing to go down sure. that road. Absolutely. <laughs> so in town, my favorite pizza is my place. It's just, okay. I've, I've always, I've been going
1: there since, since I first I moved I love dead.
0: you just, uh, you're honest. Yeah. Let's, I can't, listen, listen I, whatever. I still love my <laughs>
1: place pizza. I mean, uh, I know New Silent Pizzas is great, you know, it is. same guys, but, uh. If I'm getting pizza for the family, that's it.
0: Gotcha. Now,
1: I got to tell you, I grew up in Bridgeport. So in Bridgeport, I'd say, I give you this for New Haven pizza.
0: Okay? (laughs) I love it. Sally's,
1: Peppy's, whatever, the spot, this, that, the other. I don't care. I I had uh, pizza time on Madison Avenue when I was growing up. Okay. Great New York style pizza. And like the first place ever that I saw a calzone. I mean, nobody knew what a calzone was until pizza time came. And that was 1970-something. I can't remember what. But And then for what's still... They're no longer there. But what's still around but not in the same place is Jenny's. Jenny's Pizza was on Grand Street in Bridgeport. Then they moved up to Main Street. Uh, then they moved to Monroe. And I think they're still operating Monroe. But Jenny's Pizza was... When it was on, well, it's the same pizza. I think, hopefully, they still make it the same, but that was great pizza. And, you know, a place that I like to go, uh, if we're going to get out of Newtown a little bit, I love to go to Terrasol in, I think it's Terrasol in, uh, in Ridgefield. It's above Luke's. Yeah, okay, okay, yes. And uh, I always tell the story, like, I think the guy thinks I'm somebody else, you know? and I like to, you know, I get a little bit dressed up when sure. I go out. I like to look. good. You are very well dressed. This I always... beautiful
0: wife that I want to look good next to. Right? I always feel so... underdressed when I see you. <laughs> <Come
1: on. laughs> but I, they, they, like every time I walk in, the guy's like, they, they're like, oh, sorry, we're, you know, for the weight. whatever. And We're like, no, no problem. It's uh, we're very mellow. My wife and I, I, I I'm, we're very easy to wait on, and Same. we don't care about, you know. You know, if you're nice, that's all I care about. Saying that's I, you know
0: saying that's my girlfriend and I, because she works in the restaurant industry. So we get it. We get how yeah, busy it is. I and can we're see like, what's we're going cool. on. Yeah. And,
1: and uh and, good. And the couple of times I've been there, the guy's been like. And then finally the last time we were there, and we were not the last time we were there, but one of the last times we were there, he sat down next to us, the owner, and he's like, You're Italian, right? And I said, Yeah. He's like, and this whole thing, they brought us drinks and wine and
0: I don't know who he thinks it's I am. It's the Gary Fireboys effect. Unless he thinks he knows I'm Gary Boys, I don't know. He knows you're Gary Boys, the legend, the but, legend uh, himself, uh, the myth, the man, the legend. And listen, Gary, thank you so much for coming on. Like Gary said, theampbar.com. it's amazing. Go see uh, Gary over at Barnwood Grill. Um, go see Gary over at Aquila's Nest. Um, yeah,
1: Barnwood at night, Aquila's uh, Saturday and Sunday during the day.
0: And you can't go wrong. Yeah. And listen, he's going to put a smile on your face. You're going to drink a great cocktail and uh, you're going to tell him Jeff sent you. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Well, listen, Gary, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it so much. I definitely want to have you back on again down the road. Uh, You're tremendous. You're inspirational. Thank you and have a great evening. Thanks. Cheers. Huge thanks once again to my guest on the podcast today, Gary5boys. Thank you so much, Gary, for coming by the podcast studio and whipping up an old fashioned for us. Love everything that you were doing, wishing you all the best, and cannot wait to take advantage of all the great things theampbar.com has to offer. See you soon for a Manhattan, buddy. Yet again, just like that, another episode of Sweeten Up is in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. We would greatly appreciate your feedback and support. As a reminder, you can play the podcast with the help of your smart speaker by simply saying, play the podcast, Sweeten Up, with Jeff Spencer. Thank you, as always, to my best friends, the guys who make it all possible, post-production and music Morgan Luzzi, art director Kurt Vinci, editor and writer Nick Pasacreta, and thanks, as always, to Devin Sapelli. Next week on the podcast, I will be joined by the great and powerful John Bacuzzi Jr. John Bacuzzi Jr. is the co-founder of BD Provisions, a bold food store here in Connecticut with locations in Newtown, Fairfield, and recently, New Milford. John's full-time job is the North American Head of Sales for Information Services Group, ISG, but at night, his job is BD Provisions. We had a great conversation, diving into John's background and the professional world before hatching the idea of BD Provisions, what it was like doing a TED Talk, how BD Provisions has handled COVID-19, the future of BD Provisions, what a bulk food store is all about, and so much more. But until then, you know the deal. Stay safe, stay healthy, love you all. Peace.